Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group, three-time recipient to the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for Business Ethics and Integrity. The Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sense Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building. And we're also located in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building, right across the street from my favorite store, Winkies. We're now able to service clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. I encourage everybody listening today to visit our website at ellenbecker.com for more details. On that website, you're going to um, learn a little bit more about the market, about uh, different things going on at the company. We've got some great events coming up, um, and today we're going to be talking about one of the events that uh, will be held in uh, middle of August. So again, definitely check out our website, and hopefully we'll have an opportunity to meet face-to-face. We have a great show today, and my guest today is Liza LeClaire, and our relationship goes way back, but I wanted um, to give her an opportunity to be on the show to share what she does for a living. And um, I I thought I'd just take a moment to um, give you a little foundation of why this is so important to me. I have the ability to work with corporations, and in my avenue, what I do is provide financial planning for employees. Those employees can be retirees or people getting ready to retire, and they can also be individuals that have experienced the unfortunate death of a family member. So I go into corporations, and I provide one-on-one financial planning, and it's pretty comprehensive. Um, I also have the ability to go into corporations and provide education. And anybody that's worked with Ellen Becker Investment Group knows we um, education is huge in our culture when we work with clients um, in so many different aspects. So um, I always say, you know, my mother was a teacher and she was blessed to have four healthy babies. She wanted one of her children to become a teacher, and none of them became teachers. But I always said to my mother when she was alive, I actually did become a teacher because when I work with clients, I'm educating them on the markets, the products, and the financial plan that we're putting into place. So in the end, her wish did come true. But again, circling back here, I have this great opportunity to provide education to corporations. And the education that I provide can be anything from a lunch and learn to a half-day seminar to a full-day seminar. And what's unique is I'm never selling any products or services. And again, that's part of the Ellen Becker culture here. In doing so and providing these educational seminars and meeting with corporations, I'm starting to see that there's a need for some additional services. So we here at Ellen Becker Investment Group are uh, part of a solution to some of the needs that they have. And Liza LeClaire works with corporations and key players of corporations. And I thought I'd invite her. So welcome, Liza. Thank you, Jean. I appreciate this opportunity. Um, 
I'm going to have Liza explain a little bit. So she is part of a group called Vistage, and that was an organization that really started, help me out with the firm name, was it Tech? Yes, it originally started here in Milwaukee, of all places, under the name of Tech, and is now Vistage Worldwide. Worldwide. So tell me, what is uh, the goal with Vistage? How do they touch individuals or corporations or key business decision makers? So Vistage is a peer executive advisory group. We're built up um, of non-competing businesses. I meet with the members for one-to-ones every month, as well as meeting with a group. We focus on professional development, and we really get deep, uh, Lean Six Sigma deep uh, issue processing and professional development from an educational perspective, really helping them run better businesses and helping them become better leaders. So when you work with individuals through Vistage, you are helping key business decision makers and doing all the things that you talked about. And this relationship with them can last years, I'm assuming. Right. Specifically, I work with business owners, CEOs, and a typical Vistage member is 9 to 14 years. That's amazing. I'm sure you learn so much about their business as well as their personal life as well as what's going on in their companies. Well, what's interesting is they know their space very well. And so the group is built up of non-competing businesses. So you get a room filled with all of these years of experience where people understand their space. And before you know it, they're sharing experiences and they're expanding their knowledge base exponentially. I I couldn't imagine having an opportunity to learn from people who have faced similar challenges and successes. It's so rewarding. Well, you also um, have another um, division or another way you touch individuals, and that is through the Center for Executive Coaching. And you've been certified for this program. Talk to us a little bit about what made you pursue that and what the certification program looked like. Great question. So I actually was getting feedback from my members in Vistage that the number one new question from banks really focused on what's your succession plan? And consistently I was hearing this. And I thought, you know what, the, a succession plan, so many people think of well, who's going to be the next CEO or who's going to be the next business owner. And there's just so much more involved in this. So I went out uh, to the Center for Executive Coaching, got some advanced coach training, and along the way um, obtained my um, certification for becoming a facilitator in the program. Which this is exactly why I wanted to bring you on the show today, because when I work with individuals that are business owners and we're developing a retirement plan, mm-hmm. um, a huge part of their financial wealth is tied up in their business. And when, when we address that question, when, you, when are you going to sell or what is your succession plan, um, they always just stare back and they haven't really thought about that. They've been focused on um, growing the company, focused on their family. Um, they just haven't thought about that next step. So I thought, what a great opportunity to bring somebody in who's been doing this for years um, and has worked at various levels of a corporation um, to provide some insight to our listeners as well as our clients. Um, before we take a break, I want to share. Um, Take a piece of paper and pencil out. Um, We're going to give you Liza's information because we've got a great program being held here at the Ellen Becker Education Center. And Liza is going to be the facilitator for the um, CEO succession plan. And I'm kind of dripping this knowledge in because we're going to talk about that program in much greater detail in the segments to come. 
Um, but at Ellen Becker Investment Group, uh, she'll be hosting a, um, a two-hour um, program, actually two and a half hours. So if you are a CEO and you're sitting back thinking, yeah, I've not thought of a succession plan. I know I need to do that. Uh, August 15th, which is a Thursday from 8 to 1030, we're going to be sharing what this program looks like and the various topics that will be addressed during that. So now um, I've shared the topic. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to learn what this product means uh, or what this seminar means uh, for you and your company. With that, let's take a break. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. We are located in Pewaukee, Whitefish Bay, and now Bonita Springs. So if you're sitting back today and you're thinking, you know what, I need a new financial advisor, I want somebody to review some of my investments or have a great conversation about what retirement looks like, give us a call at 262-691-3200. Uh, Liza mentioned during our break that I told everybody to get some paper and pencils out. And with that, I'm going to give you Liza's number. So um, if you are sitting back thinking, you know what, I need to have this conversation, Liza can be reached at 262-510-6066. Again, that's 262-510-6066. And the date on her program in the Ellen Becker Education Center is going to be Thursday, August 15th from 8 to 1030. So now that we had to write down all the important details, let's get into the meat of our topic. And, um, you know, the, the conversation on August 15th is really going to revolve around succession planning. And that term succession planning means something different to everybody. In your eyes, and having worked with so many business key decision makers, what does that mean, succession planning? A lot of people don't realize what it means until they need to all of a sudden figure out, what am I going to do with my company? I equate succession planning very similar to what Ellen Becker does. People don't think, well, when should I start setting my money aside in, in retirement? Similarly, when should I start my succession planning? It is something that you want to start sooner than later because you always can have this plan to to go back on. A true CEO succession plan should look at uh, the in building the strongest foundation for your company that it ultimately will be able to run without you and also have the maximum value when you go to, to transfer or sell ownership in your company. So when people think about um, somebody running the company without you, I mean, none of us are replaceable, right? I mean, we all come into work and we think, who could replace what I do? Do you ever find it challenging working with individuals to help them identify that they are replaceable? Um, Not in the sense of, you know, we're going to get rid of you today and hire somebody tomorrow, but how do you mentally overcome that, yep, somebody can do this um, job, somebody can run this company just as good as I am. It's actually the first chapter or the first topic that we'll do in the complete workshop that starts October 3rd because it is such a critical thing and so many people aren't willing to mentally get past accepting that, that realization that, you know what, it may be something that you can plan, or it may be something from a health perspective that you don't have a choice. 
uh, to determine when you need to be set up for that company to be able to run without you. And the only reason I bring it up, Liza, is most CEOs are very successful because of their personality and their um, other abilities. And ego is part of that. And when you're running a company, you've um, built this and there's so much identity that ties yourself to the company. In fact, when you walk up to somebody, one of the first things you do is introduce yourself and say, oftentimes, what do you do for a living? So, so much of our personal identity is tied to um, our role at a company. And that's why I thought, okay, there's going to be a little speed bump right away getting people over that. Well, and if you think about it, if you have someone interested in taking your company over, whether it's a family member, your employees, or an outside investor, they need to realize or, or clearly understand that the business will run without you. you. You may have a two or a three year um, you know, contract built into it, but they really are looking for this company to be built strong at its foundation roots that it can run without you as the, as the business owner. So the business owners that you interact with, do you find that most of them have succession plans and they need to be tweaked? Or what do you find when you talk to these individuals? Well, nationally, 85% of business owners don't have succession plans. And those by succession plan, that's the most basic um, uh, understanding. I would say in general, most people will say, most business owners will say, well, I have a son or a daughter who's in college. I'm not sure if they're really interested. Or um, I have somebody that doesn't really have enough experience, but I think they might be interested. So not really... In general, most people aren't really understanding what the next steps are, what what questions they need to even be asking themselves and their staff. So when you start the conversation to um, start creating or developing a succession plan, um, what's one of the first questions that you ask that individual? Is it, do you have somebody in mind or do you, do you ever find companies that need to um, vet out individuals for this role? And are there organizations um, that help through this process? Well, the, the very first question that you want to ask is uh, developing what is your vision? So what do you want to happen? What's the timeline that you want to have this take place? What's their, your financial goal? What are you excited about when, this, when you have a successful, successful transition? With regards to the, the, the typical, you know, who is going to be the leadership, that is absolutely part of the equation. But there are other things such as dominating your strategic edge or strengthening your financial model, um, solidifying your operational platform. So keeping in mind, these are things that someone else would value once they start to run the company. So the companies that you work with, you know, sometimes you can set all this in place and things are all lined up and then life happens where there's an illness or there's just a, a challenge um, where the plan is totally thrown out the window or um, what we thought would happen in three years is happening tomorrow. Um, what happens in those cases? Well, I think the first thing is having an action plan, which is something that I really appreciate in the program that I facilitate with CEO succession planning is every section has an accountability plan. And having that, because while you have your employees report to you, who do you report to? You know, as a president of the company, there's an accountability plan that, that uh, you want to prepare things. 
when you actually put it in place is up to you, but to actually know these are the things that make sense. Um, and, and hopefully you want to put it in place sooner than, than later because you're only going to benefit from it um, immediately. So you bring up who does the president report to, you know. Um, that individual has to have partners right alongside them, whether it be attorneys or accountants. Um, how do these, what are these individuals, what part of the picture do they play when um, developing a succession plan? So, well, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say for the, when it depends to your question. It depends on how the ownership is being transferred. Um, and there are actually special attorneys that specialize in M&A, and there are CPAs that specialize in M&A, merger and acquisition, because the timing of things with taxes are, are different. So who, who they have today as their traditional attorney may be somebody dependent on what type of transition that they're looking for, or they may need to have some additional ones. And, um, you know, I've been able for, I'm very fortunate to have collected uh, with throughout the Milwaukee metro area, uh, some great, highly regarded specialists in these different areas, um, just if, if they are looking for that. So they could resor- uh, use these um, partners as just a resource of knowledge and then decide um, if they want to move forward and develop their own personal relationship with these individuals. Right. And, but I would say that, the, you know, ideally, you're putting your succession plan together before you need to be having these conversations. If, if somebody is looking to transition in the next year or two, that, that's too soon. Uh, to, to really optimize what this program has. But if you're looking to succession three, five, or even 10 years out, um, this gives you enough time to actually, again, focus on building the strength of your company to make you more attractive to anybody who wants to then step into to your shoes. So before we take a break and kind of get into the meat of what your program looks like, you know, we've had great markets. Um, when you think of the, the mm-hmm. housing markets, the stock markets, the economy, all that. So given that, do you find people are more apt to say, you know what, it might be ripe right now for me to sell my business or timing is going to be perfect for me to sell my business today? Are you hearing that or are you thinking, uh, you know, what do you hear when you talk to individuals? Timing is important, but it also depends on what the industry is, what's happening, where, you know, are they catching the wave? Um, for some buyers, they're actually, you know, that they'll say, well, I'm going to wait for a few years for the economy to take a dip because I'm, I'm going to dial for dollars and I'm going to look for the greatest deal. So it, it really depends on the industry and what the trends are. Good to know. So let's talk um, again. And the complimentary session, I, I'm going to share with you, uh, this is a free session. So if you're sitting back thinking, you know what, I'd like to learn more about this and understand what the program looks like, you're going to want to give Liza a call. And again, she can be reached at 262-510-6066. And that session is going to be Thursday, August 15th from 8 to 1030 in the Ellen Becker Investment Group Education Center. Um, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to kind of walk through, um, the different phases that a business goes through as it's considering what's my succession plan. And then we're going to get into the meat of the program. Um, so again, keep your pen and paper out. Um, we'll share some details and with that, we'll take a break. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range. 
Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building. We're also located in the Village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building. And if you're lucky enough to live in Florida, we are now able to service clients in Bonita Springs. Check out our website at ellenbecker.com for more details on the firm, as well as the teams, as well as some additional events that we're going to be having. Today, we are uh, blessed to have Liza LeClaire with us, and um, she is going to be facilitating a um, succession planning kind of a workshop. It's going to give you the high level, or as I like to say, the 30,000-foot view of a program um, that individuals can work through. And the program um, is really a 12-part slash 15-week commitment. And we'll get into kind of the meat of that in just a moment. Um, I'm going to step back and let's talk about the um, session that you're going to be facilitating, which is again on Thursday, August 15th from 8 to 1030 in the Allen Becker Education Center. Um, We're going to be talking about succession planning and where do you start. And um, if anybody listening today has had an opportunity to Um, be a participant in a seminar or workshop that I was delivering, they understand one of the key parts of my workshops are action plans. In fact, I always say the most important part of this workshop is when you leave the door, what do you do with the information that you hear? Because we've all gone to different seminars where you leave with these beautiful binders And what do you do with that binder? You put it on your bookshelf at home or in your office, and it sits there. It's what do you do with the knowledge? So when Liza and I were talking about this session, um, she had used my favorite two words, action plan. And um, that's critical, even when we work with our clients um, one-on-one and doing individual retirement planning for um, families I always um, say at the end of this, you're going to get an email with action plans or action items for you as well as me. So, Liza, we're talking the same language, action plans. So, um, and it's not a chore list. I I, I don't want to ever refer to my action plans as this is your list of chores to do, but it spurs thoughts and commitment to getting this plan to work. So, Um, Let's talk about the start of this conversation. And um, as you open up your uh, conversation and discussion on August 15th, you know, you're going to say, how do you start this succession plan and what does it look like? And um, give us a little insight on what the first half hour of this conversation looks like. What can people expect? We're going to start at a high level assessment of, of their business clarifying the aspects of what successful succession planning actually includes. And they're looking at, they will look at this from their individual perspective, even though the room will be filled with other CEOs and owners who are looking to have a successful transition at some point. Um, the questions are, are for them. Everyone will have, it's a full curriculum and everyone will have uh, the, the work programs or the worksheets that they'll actually go through. And as I mentioned, we'll start with the vision and making sure that they have they even, if they've thought about it, but then there's some further clarifying questions to dig a little deeper. Once that vision 
is 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 laid out, if you will. Then we're going to look at evaluating the strengths and the concerns, or make maybe constraint points that they know right now are hindering the ability to to achieve their vision. So, for example, um, you know, maybe how do I hand the company off to my children when they they don't know enough about the business quite yet? Once that aspect, so that's where we'll start. Uh, the August 15th overview. We'll go one step further, and that's going into uh, evaluating their their strategic edge and their financial model, operating platform, their leadership team, uh, employee engagement and culture, just to name a few. So we will go through these various things and, again, evaluating what their strengths are to each of those and to achieving the vision and what those challenges might be. So when you look at that session on August 15th, you know, what you just talked about is a ton of private information. And we are not looking for the attendees to share all this private information with a group, you know. And obviously, um, through conversations, um, there is going to be some light conversation, light sharing, but nobody is going to start announcing um, you know, their private information, but this is all to be done to kind of spur some thought and some development. Right. So the, the individuals are in the room with, with fellow business owners. They absolutely are encouraged to ask general questions, but they're not going to be sharing their financial statements. To your, to your questions earlier, what's the difference between Vistage, my Vistage group that I chair, and the, the CEO succession planning? A Vistage group will actually deep dive into an issue, bring financial statements, and, you know, resolve or explore an opportunity or an issue. Here, it would be more general questions because, you know what, they're probably not alone. They're, the other people are experiencing similar questions or similar fears. So encouraging the the questions, but it will be in a general sense. Uh, there will be other, there definitely will be opportunities for people to, to, uh, to learn from one another. Well, and it's funny that you talk, or interesting that you brought up the word culture. And here at Ellen Becker Investment Group, we just had a staff meeting, and we went through and enhanced our employee vision and um, our culture. Um, do you think I- employers even know what their culture is and what it looks like? And if they answered, um, what is our culture, would their employees have the same answer? Um, do you ever find that that's one of the key challenges when working with business leaders? Business owners can want a particular culture, but the culture is what the culture is. And the bigger question is how open are they to ac- accepting or realizing what the culture is today? And so assessing that current culture um, is part of this this deeper um, uh, workshop program. And then also defining what culture they want, because while the culture is what it is, the, the president and CEO can directly influence what, they, what, they, um, what is acceptable behavior and what is not acceptable behavior and what the direction that they want to go in. And then taking the responsibility to having an impact on that culture. And, of course, there's an accountability um, aspect or element to this uh, for them to create a high-performance culture. Somebody investing in the company, whether it's the employees or this or whomever, an outside investor, they will look at the culture and they want to know: Is this going to be a good fit for them? Well, and it's key because when you look look at the value of a business, the employees 
are the value. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes business leaders often don't recognize what a huge role employees have. In fact, if you were to walk into Ellen Becker Investment Group right now, the title, the individual that is going to greet you is Pam. Or I should say the person that will greet you is Pam, and her title is Director of First Impressions. And that's how we value that role. It's not a receptionist position. It's director of first impressions. So our culture at our firm is very different than uh, most investment firms. And we value people. You know, share with me, are there companies that work with business leaders and employee groups to really define what that culture is and improve it? I mean, are these steps that a company could take prior to even creating a succession plan or trying to put their company on the market. This is actually one of the one of the parts of the workshop. And you know, and I'll say that there are many companies out there right now because of the shortage in our in our workforce that are specifically looking for companies that maybe the 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 owner doesn't have someone in the pipeline that's that is qualified to take the company over that they are being acquired because of their human capital because of the people because of the they're, they're great leaders they may just not be in a position uh, or wanting to be the, the the number one position but they're great in their other roles very attractive to to um, to other companies and I'm not talking necessarily about these huge you know uh, investment companies little companies here in Milwaukee are buying other little companies here in Milwaukee because they they want to grow they just don't have the the human capital but if they have somebody that they know and often it's a competitor that they know the culture it would be a great fit for them and that the company has a solid foundation of individuals and again hopefully um their operational platform and financial platform is also advantageous, but they look for that that people element. Absolutely. Well, when I talk my, to my clients who are business leaders, um, there's a common phrase where they hire slow and fire fast. And I hate to use that word, but they really are looking for somebody that fits in the culture. And um, that's a huge um, goal of theirs. So well, there's just so much of an investment when you bring somebody on board. The whole recruiting and then the actual hiring and the onboarding and the impact on the rest of the team. So, so it does make sense to spend a lot of time uh, upfront to make sure that it's an ideal fit, whether it's an individual or they're acquiring another another company themselves. You used the term strategic edge. What did you mean by that? So, strategic edge is like your competitive advantage. What makes you stand out? Um, from the others. And so there's actually part of the, the, the bigger workshop program, the comprehensive program, is clearly defining that and getting into some deeper issues of what could you do, what could you f- explore further to, to strengthen it, identify some new ones, and then again, that accountability plan. So through this workshop on August 15th, um, the attendees or the individuals participating in this are going to get a clear idea and kind of a roadmap of what avenues they need to journey down to really create the succession plan. Right. So, you know, at the end of the day, I think if they attend the August 15th session, they will have some really solid answers to to some questions, but they're also going to have a lot of questions that they, they need to take 
it to to another to another level. They may decide that, they, that the workshop, the full workshop isn't for them, but there'll be great value by them, that two and a half hour investment to, you don't know what you don't know. You, you know, you think that you only need to do X, Y, and Z in order to have a successful succession. But even if it's your children taking over the company, you really want them to be successful when they, when they step into your shoes. Well, and it's funny, whenever I work with um, corporations and I suggest doing a workshop or working one-on-one with their employees, I always say I've never met a company or an employee that hasn't left a meeting with me with some takeaways. And that's the huge part. Knowledge is power. And you're right. They're going to discover what, what they need to be thinking about. Well, and to your point, this isn't a, this isn't a panel where people are watching something or it's, it's a presentation where you're going to leave with a bunch of handouts. This is a workshop where you're going to sit down and you're going to have sheets and you're going to be asked questions that you will be answering for yourself individually. So this will be, this will be soulful, if you will. So this workshop and working through the worksheets, um, They'll decide if they want to share the information or they will decide they want to keep it private. But again, um, they're kind of building their journey. It's that whole action plan. What are you going to do with the knowledge that you just received? Right. You need to start somewhere. So start today. Well, or August 15th. You, you need to start. And anyone starting a company, really, at some point you were thinking, I start this company because in the future I intend to be able to retire and sail off into the sunset. Um, so you could argue, right, that from the point you start your company, you should have this in plan. But um, the reality is most people, almost 85%, don't have this. So um, I encourage people to come. They're going to have a good time, and they're going to realize they're not alone. They're not alone, and these are great questions, and they're going to walk away with some real solid direction. Which is um, critical. All right, we're going to take a little break again. Um, if you'd like to participate in this session, give Liza a call. She can be reached at 262-510-6066. And again, that session is on Thursday, August 15th, 8 to 1030 in the Ellen Becker Education Center. Let's take a little break. When we come back, um, we're going to address um, how comprehensive this conversation will be on August 15th, as well as if you decide to move forward and go through the 12-part, 15-week program what that looks like. And again, um, we're going to address the 12 topics. Um, We always, I should say, Liza adds an additional weekend periodically to kind of regroup and digress on action items and how the, the program is working for you. So with that, let's take a break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. As I've mentioned in the prior sessions, check out our website at ellenbecker.com and you're going to learn more details about the market, the firm, the teams, as well as some events that we're going to be hosting in the future. Today, our conversation is about an event that we're hosting on Thursday, August 15th. And it's going to be with Liza LeClaire, and she is going to be facilitating a conversation for any business owners who may or may not have thought about their succession plan. Liza, in our first or second session, we addressed how do presidents and key business leaders prepare themselves for somebody to run that company 
other than them. And, you know, we talked about how that's an emotional, kind of a speed bump. I won't call it a a roadblock, but that's where somebody has to come to terms with, hey, this this company that I've created with my time, talent, my sweat and tears is being passed on to an, another great leader. And again, that's a huge part. Do you want to add anything to that? I would, actually. There are some common limiting perceptions that typical uh, that typically will come up. Things like, I can't trust my people to get the jobs done, or I can't find good people, or I need everything to be perfect. Um, or, you know, thinking big is too risky. So there are a number of different limiting perceptions that we will address and look further um, in, and, and again, helping them realize that uh, the significance of them overcoming these challenges will help the company as a whole in the long run. And, you know, we've talked about uh, another topic that you address in greater detail, which is um, determining what your strategic edge is. And um, everybody who's a business leader probably can identify what's our company edge, how do we um, uh, define ourselves differently or separate ourselves from competitors, but you get into this in greater detail. And um, again, on the August 15th, we're not going to dig into it, but expand our thoughts a little bit on what that means and how do you determine what your strategic edge is or really refine it. So it's one thing to identify what your most unique about with, uh, with regards to your product and your services, what your s- sweet spot is when you're serving your, your customers, but getting further into the scalable element, um, meaning if you were to become bigger, fast, um, or if you combine two companies, how you would be able to actually um, be scalable or, or to duplicate that. Um, what's unique or your brand power. Sometimes people don't realize, unless they're asked these questions, they don't even realize that they bring it to the table. And when they recognize that by promoting that, that in of itself makes them, makes them a stronger company uh, today, not, not, not only for the, uh, the future transaction for the, for the company. You know, and having um, reviewed the notes in preparation for today's conversation, I know you talk about the financial model for a strong valuation and succession plan. And this is where um, a business leader's partners would come to the table, almost like the accountants and the attorneys. Um, What are some of the conversations or thoughts that are around this portion of the program? It's one thing to look at your where your revenue sources are. It's another to look at um, what would get potential buyers excited. What elements of your, your P&L or your profit and loss statement is very attractive or what's unique um, about your um, what value that you offer to your customers that no competitor can match. So that way you have this source of revenue or uh, source of uh, profitability that maybe you, that is, is uh, special to your, to your organization. That's very insightful um, when you think of the whole profit and loss statements there. Um, another topic, and I kind of want to take an opportunity to run through some of these so people are aware, is operation platform. Um, what does that mean in your world? Well, I love operations, first of all, and uh, by operations, it's it's the the gamut of your management team to your um, distribution and your marketing, um, your customer service, technology. It, it's a whole list of things, but identifying and assessing it and then um, 
Where can you improve things? What do you need to improve? What would be nice to to get get uh, uh, get to the next level? And then prioritizing, you know, prioritizing them and and capturing some of these things. You have the knowledge inside your company to be able to do. That's an added value of your company. Or do you need to bring an outside source in to to make this happen? Well, I'm also seeing a conversation about around time management of the CEO and who wouldn't want better time management. Talk to us about that. When um, a business owner, a CEO, or president says, I don't have time for this. For example, I don't have time for succession planning. They've prioritized what they're doing. And quite often in this particular instance, they're caught working in the business. And so, and again, this is about... Um, having other individuals take on certain elements of your company so that you can be focusing on what is most important from your role. And so getting out of the weeds, getting out of the tactical stuff, and developing a plan. So we actually have a unit specifically for time management um, and how they can um, improve their their skill sets in that. Well, and part of that conversation is creating a, a clear organizational chart. I mean, there's probably many companies that don't have that. Well, you can have your current organizational chart, and then you need that organizational chart in the next year or two, and then your next two to five years that, again, you're, you're, you're planning on this. This isn't an immediate transition. You're not looking to sell your company right away in, in this workshop. The, these are CEOs and owners that want a succession plan in the future. And so many have not taken the time to figure out, well, what is that organizational chart? Not who's the person, and let's squeeze them into that role, but what are the different roles necessary in order to be as strong of a company as possible? Which leads into some additional topics for you solidify leadership and engage the team. That's all part of that organizational chart. Right. So there's a whole thing with regards to the, the um, solidifying your leadership, who you have today, if you need to bring, you know, are there some some seats that you need to fill from the outside in the future? Um, whatever is necessary for you to to fill that that plan, if if you will. So we're talking about a succession plan, and let's say you don't have a pipeline of any leaders um, within your company or family members. What do you do then? Well, um, ideally. You look to see if internally, if there are potentials, individuals that you can develop a plan for them, that they understand you've invested a lot in them to get them to where they are today. You'd really like to keep them in-house. There are times, though, that you do need to identify potential leaders from the outside. And then having a plan around that. Again, there's, there, there's a time plan to make this successful for you. Only you know how long it would take to get people to a certain point to be successful in that next role. Well, and, you know, as I'm reading the program outline, you talk about building a base of loyal customers through consistent and excellent services and all. Um, We actually have a contact where the company answers the phone like this. Hello, my name is Mary Smith. How can I make your day better? And what a positive way to answer the phone. And that is a company that is clearly trying to build relationships and provide that high level of service. Have you ever dealt with a company, and I'm sure you have, where you've had to kind of look at their customer service and their culture around that? We have looked at, I've looked at companies that they've needed to build around that, as well as giving their employees the authority 
to make certain decisions without always having to go and ask people. That helps strengthen the foundation of the company, and how to do that is something we talk about. Well, we've touched on so many things, and I can tell um, if you're listening and you want to participate again, it's August 15th. Give Liza a call. With that, I want to close by saying we hope we've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Be well. 